You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. No, wait a minute. Where's my cursor at? I gotta hit the record button and I can't find my cursor. You know, Kevin, that's why I only have one screen. It's hard enough to find it on the one screen. All right. I got it going now. Fantastic. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 95. I actually remembered this week. Normally, Kevin's got to remind me because I'm so hopeless. And uh, you know what, Kevin? I didn't do any homework at all. I'm just here to have a lot of fun and have a bit of a, a complaining moment about governments and, uh, well, the lack of service we get, the lack of customer support. You know, I was in a, a government office out here in Australia yesterday because I had to file some paperwork. And uh, you know what? I was in the, a line, 25, 30 people in front of me. Three three counters, of, of, you know, three computers, one guy serving. Now, there's no toilet in this government office. So if you need to go to the toilet, you shit out of luck. You've got to walk 10 minutes to the big major shopping center. Literally, you shit out of luck. Oh, um, yeah. Well, you'd be <laughs> shitting your pants is what you'd be. <laughs> you would be. Now... Their aircon systems were also broken down, so there's no air conditioning, and this is Australian summer heat. They didn't even have fans in there. Okay, so then once you actually finally make it past the door and you can see the counter, they've got, sorry, but our computer systems, you know, are currently out of order or playing up, whatever it was, I can't remember now. But what I thought was really funny about that sign, it was a permanent laminated sign. And it's like, so in other words, when you guys want to be lazy, you just stick that up so that everyone just looks and goes, <laughs> oh, well, the computers are down, I suppose I can understand. Literally, the computers were down. By the time I got up to, to this one guy, he was using an iPad to actually process everything. So that was kind of cool. But, you know, he had Acer PCs there that were out of order. And it's like, you know, guys, get your act together. Just, look, do what Michael Dell is doing. Just piss your stupid company off. Piss all the PCs off. Go down the track of Mac. You can run PC if you bloody need to. And you you can run your, your Windows side of things. You know what, Kevin? I think it's absolutely hilarious that Michael Dell has actually now bought back the company, given the money back to the shareholders. Didn't that stupid two-faced prick tell Apple to do the same thing back in the late 90s? Yeah, he did. He did tell them. I I forgot. Yeah, he said they ought to go private. And yeah, they, they should give the money it, back to the shareholders and, 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 and sell up all the furniture and, and close up shop. Well, you know what, Michael Dell? Screw you, motherfucker. That's right. We won. We won. Power. Power. Anyway... Getting off my little rank. Kevin, how have you been going? Uh, okay, that's all for now, folks. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been doing uh, pretty well. Been a hectic uh, couple of weeks here. I did, um, for the listeners that don't know, uh, I the uh, Allison Sheridan of the No Silly Cast is a friend of both Mark's and mine. And, uh, of course, last week was Macworld. And I hosted a G-plus hangout for people to be part of her after-hours party. She always has the coolest party. Macworld. Yeah. And um, it, was a, it was a lot of fun to do. I was, it really gave me a chance to play with and understand the G-plus Hangouts. Not that I'm a complete idiot. Well, maybe. But the, uh, it let me understand G-plus Hangouts and the on-air and how you do the live broadcast and, re- to re- and then record it so you can post it. Um, cause it's over on my Jeep or on my YouTube channel, excuse me. So, um, it was really interesting to do that the other night. And then, 
had a quiet weekend. We normally record over the weekend, but with just different things, Mark doing things to himself and being on the road that we weren't able to uh, record. So, uh, and I had my are, mother come and stay with us too. Oh boy, that's why you were on the road. She was at your house. <laughs> I was running away. It was like, please, semi trailer, run me down, kill me now. You know, it's funny. I have to tell you a little side story about that. There's always a, the joke around work about, you know, what happens if, you know, are you the only one that knows how to do this? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be single threaded. <laughs> well, the joke around work, you know, what happens if you get hit by the bus? We don't like to say, what if we get hit by the bus? We're a little more classy bunch of people in my in my department. We say, what if we get hit by the beer truck? If we're going to get <laughs> one over. We will at least want <laughs> We at least want to drown in something good. <laughs> we want to know it was for a good cause. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. Uh, no, so, other than that, sorry, I, I, other than that? As I was say, other than that, uh, same-o, same-o, I think. Oh, well, that's good. Keeping yourself busy, that's uh, always important. Now, let's discuss this G plus community thing. Uh, now you know what I've been on G plus. I've been off G plus on G plus. It's like a love hate relationship. It's it's like that first love that you had in real life, and you still just cannot get her out of your head. And then sometimes you think, no, no, I'm perfectly happy now. But then she keeps creeping back in. It's like Al Pacino in, in the Godfather version part three, where he thought he was out, and then they put him back in. You know, uh, so anyway, pull me back into G plus and, and what's the community about? And should we have one? I mean, are we important enough? Uh, you, you know what would suck if we set up a community and like three people followed our community? That would just suck. I mean, we've got to beat Guy and Gaz from the My Mac podcast. I mean, we have to do that. If we can't beat them, I don't want to try because I don't want well, I, I don't want to be belittled, Kevin. Well, if we get three people, that would be a 60% increase in listenership. So, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. Uh, The G Plus communities have actually made me get a little more involved in um, uh, G Plus. I mean, I've always kept my hand in it more so than I think you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the communities make it really interesting. And I guess the first question is would the listeners like us to start a Geekiest Show Ever community? I mean, Gang, you know, if you want, you know, if you want to interact with us on more ways than you already can, don't know what's wrong with people that they'd want to interact with us, but you know, hey, I'm all for it. Um, we we could start up a G plus community and uh, do things like that. But uh, the the communities themselves, it lets you without actually following somebody or circling them up. Excuse me. It lets you. With, I'm too used to the Twitter metaphors. Uh, it lets you, you know. S- be a part of a larger group without having to circle up, you know, three or four thousand people or something like that. You, know, you certainly actually, can. That's actually kind of good because you can just then follow an interest rather than a person. And, and certainly we know on Twitter, you know, I, I follow some people and it's like 95% of what you say, I don't want to hear. It's, but it's that 5% that I really want to pay attention to. Um, so that sounds rather interesting, but I mean, okay. So the listeners might want this, Kevin, Yes. but do we actually have anything valuable to add to a community? I can do more honey boo boo stuff. 
You know what? To to fill the G plus community, so it looks like we're doing something. We may have to, <laughs> you know, resort to that fact. Unfortunately, um, well, there, there's another thing that's somewhat related to it that I would like to throw out there for the listeners. One, do you want a G plus community where you can interact and you know have you know interact with a bunch of geeks and nerds and stuff in a different way on almost any topic under the sun? Because uh, you know how Mark and I are. We talk about everything under the sun and then some. So, uh, But the other thing is, uh, the, to tie to that, uh, Mark and I are considering, because we both have faces made for radio, should we maybe consider doing a, a live-to-air video portion of our show? In other words, you'd have a video show of us, um, because we're just that damn exciting. Um, that you could watch live while we're recording it and see the masterful way in which we intimately and intricately craft and mold the show to bring you your listening pleasure. <coughs> God, that's going to make me choke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, then, you, uh, you know, the listeners could actually see all my little actions because, you know, I, I talk with my hands and I throw them around all the time and I, I'm a little bit crazy. The listeners could actually see stuff. And when I go, see, Kevin, it's like this size... They'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that was a lie. Anyway, the... <laughs> no, it was an over exaggeration. No, that was a bold faced lie. Anyway, the... <laughs> but I, I'd like to throw that out there. And then, you know, just the idea of the community. I mean, think of it as a perpetual geekiest show ever chat room, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know, we could all sit in there and Mark and I'll jump in periodically and try to to say some things that'll get a conversation started, but we don't have to be the only ones starting conversations. Anybody can start a conversation. Oh, that could get interesting. You know what? We wouldn't have to do any research because we could ask the listeners to just give us their topics that they'd like to hear about each week. That's true. It could save us. I mean, the hours and hours and hours of time you and I spend prepping for this show, bullshit. The um, <laughs> it's just shocking. I mean, my whole life is dedicated to well, this show and not another Mac podcast and my new show, Track Talk. And you know what? I could actually show everyone if we did a live video the the artwork for the Track Talk podcast because I've already finished that. But I can't. Yes, I, can't I can't show them today. So, oh, well. I got. And I was just, I'm just happy to see that Mark was playing with an application on his iPad instead of playing with something else. So, I mean, Well, I, you know. I did that after. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. TMI, TMI. <laughs> Ew. Hey, actually, Kevin, that, that new application that I used was a Adobe Photoshop Touch. And, and you know what's interesting? It's the most expensive app I've ever bought on the iPad. It was $10.49 Australian, so it's probably $9.99 US. Yeah, I actually bought it. I didn't contact our Adobe contacts and ask for a reviewer's copy or anything. It did something that would make my professional life so much easier that I would use on a daily basis. So when I knew that it was capable of doing that and I saw an instructional video from Adobe that showed how to actually do that, use that technique and and make it work, I said to myself, you know what, that's when I pay for something because I know that I'm going to then, of course, make money uh, from using this app every single day. Um, And it's a lovely little app. You know what's amazing? Normally Photoshop is this big, big over-bloated application. It's only 54 megabytes. Um, which is absolutely nothing 
I was expecting it to be two, three hundred megabytes at least, but it's a very small application for what it does. Quite fast, even on the iPad Mini, and uh, it really is Photoshop in the palm of your hands. It's uh, you know, and I think it's on Android too. So anyone listening who has an Android can, you know, uh, jump on, pick it up, and it's actually really good so far. I mean, look, I've only had a couple of hours worth of usage out of it, but I was able to quickly put together a new logo for the new show. And it's, it's just intuitive. It, it works like you expect a tablet application to work. So uh, pretty nifty, just very expensive. You know, of course, our whole scale and with the app economy has really blown the, blown the bottom out of the uh, market as far as what we consider really expensive apps. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, funny, isn't it? I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, like, oh, my God, they want $2.99 for this? What the <laughs> hell? But you know, I, and I've been buying more stuff lately. I actually bought a game a couple weeks ago. I spent a whole four dollars and ninety nine cents on that. That must have been um, some game. Oh, it is, and I can't stop playing it. I'll have to talk. Well, we can talk about that in a second. But the the Photoshop Touch is that what it's called? Yes. Now, I'm not a big Photoshop user. Never have been. I have, matter of fact, I have a brand new copy of Photoshop Elements here. I've never even opened. Um. Much like Mark Shepard and his uh, and his iMac. Okay, here we go. He said that he's used that Mac Mini as a doorstop. He didn't open it, did he? He showed me a picture of it sitting in front of the door. I swear we know some lunatics in this world, but (laughs) Uh, Uh, you know, you know what? I'm not going to let Mark back on a podcast again until he opens the damn box. He is barred from appearing. <laughs> John, don't let I. You know, he only has fifty percent of the power. I have the other fifty percent. <laughs> you just anyway, wait till I'm sick, won't you? <laughs> yeah. The uh, but the going back to how easy is it to use that app? I mean, I'm not a Photoshop user. I mean, is it intuitive enough that based on the fact that it's an iOS app that I could go in? and learn to use it and, you know, without having to understand the complexities, and I'm doing air quotes here, people, the complexities of Photoshop. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's very similar to Photoshop Elements. Um, so, you know, it's certainly not a replacement for the desktop full version of Photoshop, but it, it allows you to do so much. So you've got, you know, your different levels uh, that you can actually, uh, sorry, not levels, layers. I was thinking levels for different tasks I was playing with earlier. Uh, But you can actually do different layers. And I've actually got an interesting view where you can actually tilt it on a three-dimensional axis and actually look at how the levels stack up on each other. So it sort of gives you a good idea of where the level actually is rather than looking at it just straight. And then, okay, I've got to turn this one off to have a look at this. You can look at it in a 3D field and get a better idea of, oh, you know what, maybe I actually want the clouds over that section, for instance. And, oh. you know, it's got all the basics covered. It's got your uh, resizing by pixel. It's got your cropping by pixel. Everything is by the pixel, which is absolutely awesome uh, for what I need for, you know, web production work. Uh, it allows you to import from your camera directly or your camera roll, uh, even photo stream. Uh, and basically anywhere else. I mean, like Google Drive is even supported, as is uh, Adobe's uh, cloud service, which I um, can't remember what it's called now, actually. it's Maybe it's just Adobe Cloud 
or creative cloud i think it's called creative cloud oh so, yeah yeah i think i think i think you're right yeah. yeah so you can you can use that as well and uh you know what the the, the tools are just nice and simple so you've got tools on the, the left hand side right hand side and across the the top and then it just changes slightly when you're doing certain things and you know you've got of course pinch and, and zoom effects and so forth you've got your basic uh you know auto enhancing you've got your levels uh you've got many many different sort of filters and effects that allow you to throw different color um you know uh color cast into it if you want if you want to add some more yellow into a picture you can easily do that at a, a tap of a button you know what it's early days as you know i've only used it for a couple of hours but already i'm very very impressed with what it offers for a tablet app it, it's really uh if you're not interested in getting the big desktop version of photoshop and you're into photoshop elements and you just like something similar on on the ipad or android devices i'd say go ahead and get it even though it's expensive uh, for what we consider you know apps to be on these portable platforms uh it'll just help you out and certainly if you create web content like i do on a daily basis you have to have something like that uh that actually replaces photo studio hd for me and the reason why it replaces Go away, don't notify me, um, of what replaces Photo Studio HD is because Photo Studio did not have the ability to create a stroke. And a stroke, of course, is where you uh, create a, a border. Well, no, Kevin, it's not that type of stroke. Don't do that on a live recording. Now, listen, if, if, we, do the, if we do the Google Plus thing, you can't be doing that, okay? Because everyone will be calling tri uh, oh, triple O in Australia. They'll be calling 911 <laughs> in the US. You know, you'll, you'll scare the whole world. <laughs> Don't do that to us. Um, no, a stroke is where you make a selection. And uh, anyone who's read any of my articles will note that I, I sort of do a lot of, you know, little boxes, you know, like a red box around an area that I'm discussing in the text. And then, you know, sometimes I'll put, you know, a little arrow to it and then a bit of text to, you know, further detail yeah. what it is. And that yeah, you can that. do so easily using the iPad. Previously, I would have to turn on the iMac, load up Pixelmator, and then do it in Pixelmator. Now, what I can do is I can actually get all my screenshots, and I've actually remapped the screenshots so they automatically go to Dropbox instead of on the desktop. Uh, so they automatically go into Dropbox, and then uh, I've, I've got access to them. So I can, you know, say for instance, uh, one morning I can get on the, on the uh, Mac and take the screenshots I need for the article that I'm going to be writing, and then I can just do all the annotations and, and do the stroke box um, as I see fit in Adobe Photoshop Touch, and then I can import it into Pages, do the editing and so forth, and then because it saves out to the camera roll as well, uh, or, of course, back to Dropbox and, and so forth. I can then, you know, when it's ready to put into WordPress, Squarespace, I can just immediately upload it off the, the iPad. So this has made my iPad even more useful. All I need now is a way to record Skype calls on the iPad without jailbreaking. I was actually looking it up today, and, I, I you know, I got tempted to jailbreak because it was like, you know, there, there is, um, it's, it's called Call Recorder for Skype, and it, it's via the City or App Store. And so it is plausible to do it, but Apple restricts it currently. And who knows, maybe they'll open it up in iOS 7, I'd like to think they would, but I don't know, they may not as well. Um, but I was tempted to jailbreak just 
so that I could also have that so that then I didn't even have to turn on the Mac. I mean, the whole, it's actually quite funny because even though I do a Mac podcast and even though I write about Mac stuff, I actually want to do 99.9% of it on the iPad or the iPhone. And yeah. I, I don't know whether it's actually really, you know, I, look, I'm more productive that way because I concentrate more on that one screen. You, you're locked into Photoshop Touch when you're using it. You're locked into Pages when you're using it. When I'm on the Mac... And this, this is how I don't know how you use multiple screens because if I had Twitter on one side, email on one, you know what, I'd be back and forth and all over the place. My brain just doesn't like that scatter pattern. So I like to be locked into something, get in there, get the job done, move on to the next task. And the iPad certainly allows me to do that better than anything else I've tried. Um, so, you know, it, it's the whole workflow that I'm trying to get there. And, you know, soon I'm hoping I'll, I'll just have to turn on the Mac to just go, okay, I've got to take this screenshot, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then that's all I need to do, turn the Mac off, and then everything's solely on the iPad. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I I may have to give it a try. I got about $50 worth of iTunes gift cards here I haven't redeemed yet. So I may have to drop a quick tenner on those and on that and take a look at it. I, I always keep telling myself I want to do more with photos. I take some interesting photos. I'd like to, you know, manipulate, make them look a little better, do a couple other things, and then laziness kicks in, hmm. and and then and then I get distracted. But you know, maybe that's because I have three screens sitting here, and I'm watching that. Well, four if you count the television, five if you count when I bring the iPad down here and use it along with my iMac. Yeah, so, so I, I just I can't. I can't be constructive when I'm I'm like that. And, you know, bear in mind, I know that at work you have multiple monitors which would suit your working environment because, obviously, when you're at the office, you have to be working predominantly. But working from home and writing from home as a profession, it is just distracting. It is like, okay, Twitter goes off. Okay, I'm going to type something back to Kevin. He's sent me a message. Instead of leaving it a few hours and typing it back. And uh, you know what? It doesn't even matter if you're about to go to bed or if you're already in bed. I've, I feel like I've got to reply. Whereas if it comes in on iOS, I go, ah, yeah, I'll deal with it later. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in my little app. And actually, I, I've turned off all the notifications so that, you know, that notification that you heard earlier was just a, a message telling me, please remember to go to the supermarket later on uh, after this show. Um, it wasn't, you know, a message coming in or, or anything like that because all my other messages, emails and, uh, you know, Twitter and so forth, I just disable all those notifications so that I can actually get work done. Otherwise, seriously, I'd just be swapping apps and going around in circles and and I wouldn't achieve anything in the day. So you have iMessage turned off so it's not notifying you either? No, I have iMessage turned on, uh, but... Only a very select few people have uh, my iMessage contact. And, um, you know, that's limited to, you know, literally Gretel. She's the only one. And then uh, I think you've got it. And then uh, anyone else who I collaborate with professionally, uh, my editors and and publishers, uh, you know, they've all all got it. But outside of that, no one else has it. So um, I know if I get a message come through on there that, hey, it's something I need to act upon. 
uh, if it comes, you know, because nine times out of ten people tweet me, you know, do a DM or they'll send me an email. If they actually send me a, a message, uh, like Kevin just did, hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then then it sort of it, it comes up and I know. See, listeners, see what happens now. I don't know what I'm talking about, Kevin. <laughs> Talking about notifications and keeping a single track. I'm testing you to see how good you are at keeping focus. You know what? I've already lost focus on what I was talking about. Anyway, what do you think of this 180, 128 gigabyte iPad? I mean, that's a big kahuna, that one. Well, listeners, before I tell you that, I want to say, if you yell, if we do do the live show and somebody yells squirrel, we will lose Mark. He will just go off. <laughs> Um, now, I, I put this topic in there because the 128-gig iPad, that just has me drooling, I mean, big time. I um, My 32-gig, uh, wherever the – oh, it's upstairs. <laughs> Where the hell is the thing? Um, it's upstairs because it's my upstairs computer. And you, you and I have talked, and I think maybe we've talked on the show, I can't remember, uh, about my desire for a MacBook Air. And I look at – you know, I was I'm, I've been settled in. I, I still know that the next, for the most part, until this, the next iPad I got, I wanted it to be an iPad Mini. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been inspired by the one my daughter has, the one you have. You keep shoving it in my face. I mean, I'm just glad we're not neighbors because <laughs> otherwise it would probably have my forehead print on it from you shoving it in my face constantly. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm putting it up to the camera and zooming it in and out, listeners. That that's my sound Squirrel. effects for Zoom. Squirrel. <laughs> well, oh, you yeah. know what? What can I, what can I say? I'm I'm easily distracted. It's a wonder I can even do podcasting. <laughs> but uh, when Apple announced that, I guess it's today you can start ordering it here in the United States. Yes. They're taking. Uh, you can start ordering. I start to reconsider my MacBook Air purchase because. I have been looking at some of the case keyboard combos and things like that that have come out. And man, that really makes me wonder, especially with some of the ones I saw previewed before Macworld. There were, I think there was one or two maybe that I saw as a result of Macworld. I can't remember. It's all become a blur the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm really, you know, now I'm kind of on the fence. Do I want a 128 gig iPad? Because it's actually, at the price point, it's also broaching what the MacBook Air is that I yes. kind of want. Because I've been looking at the 4-gig, uh, 128-gig storage. Because I think, to me, that's that's a sweet spot for what I want a MacBook Air for. I'd, I'd probably throw it up to the 8 gigs of RAM, uh, just to future-proof it a bit more. But you, you're talking about $100 difference there. Well, now, the only reason 4-gig is because I've been keeping my eye on the refurb store. Oh, yes. Because... And in there, you usually only see the four gig models for whatever reason. And matter of fact, the last yeah, it was last night. I was looking, and there was a four gig, one hundred twenty eight. It was the release released last year, so I think that's yeah, that's the current model. Um, and it was nine hundred and nine dollars US, I believe, or or nine nineteen something like that. Which that's you know that's that much, and you've got a full computer there running OS ten, or do I want the MacBook or the, uh, now I'm screwed up, the 128 gigabyte iPad with the A6 chip in it, you know, dual core A6 and all that sort of stuff, retina display, 
and it's the Wi-Fi only model is seven. I think it's six ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken, or seven ninety nine. I can't remember. Um, gee, if we only had a way to look these things up. The, uh, <laughs> I know in Australia the one twenty eight gig is eight sixty nine for the Wi-Fi, and a thousand and nine dollars for the uh, for the uh, cellular one. And that's interesting. It's like, come on, Apple, can't you just drop nine dollars off the price? I mean, seriously. Why a thousand and nine dollars? Give it to us for nine ninety nine. Well, you know they got to be a little different. I mean, you, you can't make it all the same. Let me see here. What is it in the U.S.? Now you got me wanting to look here. This is exciting radio for the listeners as we as we surf the web while we're doing the show. So you know, want to buy- it, it is one of those interesting things though because you know I have looked at the MacBook Air even again recently. Actually, you know, Gretel came across the other day and she just uh, you know she said to me, you know, would you like to go out and and buy a uh, a MacBook, you know, she was like all for me getting a MacBook, and you know, okay, my stepson's coming to stay for uh, you know three to six months while he finishes doing the course before he, he moves again, um, you know, so I, I, I assume that it was that that she had in mind that she didn't want the distraction and wanted me to be able to keep working, uh, but you know, you you do have to sort of throw. The thought in there, what what can I get from both? And, uh, you know, the, I looked at the MacBook Air, and the thing that I can't get past, Kevin, is that it's no different to my iMac, my late 2009 iMac. Okay, yeah, it's running SSD, faster. It's uh, got Thunderbolt, faster. It's, you know, processor, faster. Okay, I get that, that's fine. But they still both run the same operating system, the same apps, there's nothing different there. So, you know what? While he's at work during the day and then while the kids are at school, guess what? My Mac is my own. And frankly, I like taking the evenings off anyway and spending, you know, having decent family time. So... Well, Gretel and I talked about that. She'd rather you work the evenings. Ah. Oh. Great. <laughs> I've been working hard to have time and spend time with the family. Now the family don't want me. <laughs> Do you still want me, Kevin? No, not really, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there that'll watch you. No, I'm just kidding, Lester. Yeah, I right. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, I'm lucky uh, to have the family I got because no one else will have me. <laughs> I love my little Marky. Oh, oh, good. Kevin, Kevin, Mark. Kevin. Too much. Too much. Oh, did I overshare again? Yes, yes. Too much. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting back to our topic. Um, you know what? I, I suppose it comes down to what would you get more usage out of? Would you get more usage out of the iPad? Would you get more usage out of the Mac? Um, you know, from my side of the fence where I write about the Mac and iOS, I sort of need both. But if I never wrote about the Mac, then I could run on iOS. Um, and I think that's what you've sort of got to pinpoint where you're your main interest lies, uh, you know, 128 gigs, that's a hell of a lot of content on there too. It's probably yeah, it every app you've ever, ever bought. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably, you know, your whole movie collection. And, uh, you know, I look at that sometimes and I think, wow, the amount of actual movies I could put on there to go with at any given time, it'd be wonderful. I wouldn't have to stream it. But then I think about it. And also because I'm mainly working out of home, well, I stream it over my own 
network anyway, so it doesn't really matter because, as you know, when you, you stream the, the movie content you've purchased, you know, hit the, the download button, then go to the video app, and you know, on the iPad, for instance, and hit play, and it starts playing while it's downloading in the background. So it's not like I'm missing out. You know, I'm still getting to watch what yeah. I want to watch when I want to watch it. And I don't go out enough and stay out enough each day to really warrant having all the storage there. Okay, it'd be simpler because I wouldn't have to go and search for it in my purchased uh, area. But, I mean, that's one one extra step. Is it worth then going for that? And look, I'm a guy who, who runs on 16 gigabyte uh, iOS devices because I know that Greta will allow me to buy them. If I want to go higher up the, the ladder, she will give me that look of, really? Why do you need that? So I, I was actually hoping that with the 128 coming in, that the 32 would then become the new default uh, low end. That's not the case. They've now got four different. <clears throat> they've now got four different versions uh, to choose from, which you know makes it really, really hard. Because I'm still yeah, going to have to get the 16 gig, Kevin. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah I looked. It's 7.99 for the Wi-Fi, 9.29 US for the Wi-Fi plus 3G. And I, you know, I'm really, really torn because at 9.29 for the one with 3G, and I don't know whether I do that or not because I do have a MiFi device. I could, you know, get my data off of that. I could do it that way or, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it muddied. It's a cool device. It muddied the water for me though. But the new ones are thinner, they're lighter, they're faster. I mean, I'm still rocking a Gen 1 iPad. Don't get me wrong. I love it. The thing works. The best thing about it is I still have the native YouTube app. Not that the one that you got off the App Store was bad, but the one that came on it originally, Mm -hmm. much better app. I'm sorry. Much better app. Cleaner interface works fine. So I still like it. And because a lot of times if I'm upstairs and want to watch YouTube videos, I just have the... uh, uh, the the uh, television connection kit. I plug in my iPad, plug it into the television, and I'm watching YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching uh, a po- I was watching uh, one of Leo Laporte shows, one of the ones I really like that I try to catch it as often as I can. Tech News Today, great show. If the listeners haven't watched that one, I recommend you go watch. It's a daily news show. Um, and waiting for dinner to get done and all that before we came down here to record. I was just upstairs. I had that playing on the 27-inch television, stretched out on the bed. I was in heaven. I actually dozed off a little bit because <laughs> I got that relaxed. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I, the way I currently use my iPad is I use it to – it's my upstairs computer, I think, is the best way to deter, to, to say that. It's because uh, I'm my office and family room are downstairs in the house here. The basement. I got a house with a basement that's not 100% buried, but partially buried. So our family room's down here, and that's where I'm sitting here coming to you from the big NVA broadcasting studios. And um, I'm down here, but then upstairs, I don't want to take all the... As a matter of fact, all the computers we have are down here in this room. Uh, Mark can see some of them over my shoulder behind me. Uh, but I keep the iPad upstairs for when I'm... You know, if we're upstairs in the living room or... Like last night when I was trying to do something while I was eating dinner, I had it sitting there on the table beside me doing what I was doing while I was uh, 
eating dinner. It's it's my upstairs computer. But I think if I got the 128 gig, and I did get it because I didn't get the MacBook Air, then it's going to become my Mac at work. It's because we're a PC shop at work. I mean, now we do have iOS devices. I have we have iPads. I have a an iPad that was issued to me by the office and all that, um, and it's fine. But you know, I can't load just anything on that iPad. I can only get the corporate-approved uh, apps and stuff like that. And there are a lot of times, and talking about that t- Photoshop touch just as you were, when I know there are Mac apps that will do a lot of the things that I want to do that I struggle with on a PC that I could do and just be done with it on a Mac or a uh, uh, an iPad that's mine. I do currently use, I have an older MacBook Air, it's a 2008 vintage, great little computer, it's running Lion, runs it just fine. That's my Mac at work right now. I, I use it. The only thing is, at its age, um, and I bought it used, but it's it's been a good computer, I've had it for well over a year now. Um, it, uh, the battery doesn't hold very long. That's the only bad thing. It only holds about an hour, maybe 90 minutes. Well, so so, which MacBook Air were you looking at? The 11 or the 13? 11. So you're only getting five hours of battery life out of that sucker. And in real-world usage, cut two down, you know, whereas you're getting 10 on the iPad. And uh, you just can't beat the battery life on the iPad. No, no, you can't. And that's... It, it's It's... Apple's come out with too many damn great products. I'm just having a hard time figuring out what the hell I want to do and how the hell I want to do it. I had, up until this point, decided I was going to get a MacBook Air at some point. There was also another selfish plan there. If I get a new, that way I can get a new Mac every two years. I bought my iMac not quite when it's two years old. I get a MacBook Air, and then two two years or so down the road, I replace the iMac. And then another two years down the road, I get another MacBook Air. See, I had a plan, and this has just screwed my plan up, really. Because no, I really, because you get some cool new tech whichever way you go. Yeah, but I'm going to leave it in the box and use it for a door prop. Oh, God. Uh, you know what? I don't want to do... I don't want to go there, because you know what? I'm going to say something that I regret. I just... I can't stand it. It's like... Argh. Oh, I, I don't know how someone can spend hundreds of dollars and then leave it in a box. I just, I <laughs> don't know. Uh, I, I, some well, people. Yeah. And I, and I have to thank Mark too. We talked a few weeks ago. I get, were we on NAMP? Yeah, we were on NAMP when I talked about buying the Mac mini that I bought from him. Yes. Yeah. That was on NAMP. Um, and the kids now where they didn't fight as much over the MacBook Air, they now fight over who gets to use the mini. <laughs> they love that little thing. I mean, it's got a big screen. Uh, big screen. It's got. I've got a. I think it's a 19 inch Dell on it. I've had that monitor forever and a day. It was a high end 19 inch when I bought it. The damn thing was like 400 and some dollars. I think when I bought it. I mean, it was state of the art. It was first LCD anything I'd had, and I was like, you know, everybody was going, ooh, ah, you know. But it works great. I mean, the things, I don't know how many years old it's been through. One, two, three. This is the fourth computer it's been used on wow. 
spaces, and it still works. You you really can't knock that. I have gotten my money's worth out of that monitor. I mean, for a while it was one, it was the third screen on this iMac too, until I bought another, a bigger monitor. So I really can't complain too much about that thing. Uh, but anyway, so that freed up that MacBook Air to become my Mac at work. Um, but I know at some point I'm going to bump into the uh, the limit. You know what it can do for me and stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll have to see, but this just really muddies the water for me. So, I'm looking for listener suggestions, but I want them on both sides of the fence, please. You know, give me some more reasons. I need ammunition to help convince my 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 lovely and gorgeous, beautiful wife that I need to spend somewhere between $800 and $1,200 on a new Apple product. So, I'm looking for ammunition. Please help me, listeners. Please, permission notes won't work. I've tried that. I've had other people try. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, any any suggestions? Well, so, you know what? I, I've got a good suggestion. Uh, go for the iPad because your iPad one is unsupported by Apple, which you know is basically just a, a security concern. I I refuse to run anything unsupported. Um, you know, admittedly, I've got the kids some some old computers, but if the OS isn't supported on the gear I've got, I refuse to touch it. I refuse to use it. Um, I just, you know, it's just a policy that I've always had. So that's why I'd go the the uh, the iPad. Um, you've got a little touch there, Kevin. That's a first gen iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. I still use. See, I, I wouldn't use it. I'd, I'd refuse to use it. I would have passed it on by now. The kids would either be using it or it would have been sold or, I would, or I'd give it to some idiot family member who, you know, didn't care about security anyway. Well, now, uh, granted, I don't use... The only thing it gets used for... It doesn't get used on the internet at all. Mm-hmm. I don't use... I mean, I use it to watch um, videos on... I might stream stuff. You know, occasionally on YouTube from it, but that's I don't surf the web on it because the Safari browser that's on here is so far out of date. It's a pain in the butt. You know, it was I mean, it worked. It was great. It was amazing when I first got it, but it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work that well anymore. So the only thing I use for the other thing is sometimes when we're going on a long drive and the kids can't agree on what they want to watch. I have two of these. Mm-hmm. Load each one up individually with content. And then I have the iPad. So then, okay, you got. There's three of you. There's three things here. You can find something to watch that will suit you. So um, that's it. The only other thing that I use it for, and I don't use this one for. I use the other one for, is I went the occasional time. Yes, I do listen to music. We've had this discussion. I stream Pandora, especially at Christmas. I want all Christmas music. You know what? I tried all- Pandora and I didn't like it. Literally, the last time you mentioned it, I thought, you know what, I've I've heard enough people sort of talking about Pandora, so I decided to get it and have a look at it, and uh, yeah, I just, I didn't like it, I don't like the automatic selection process, I like to listen to an artist, an album, and that's how I consume music, I don't like to have, and I, I, look, admittedly, it's like a, a, a online internet radio station, isn't it, it's, you know... It's not designed to be, hey, here's the album. Let's stream the whole album from song number one to song number 10. But that's how I prefer to listen to music. Well, see, that's why, again, that's why I say 
I the 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 two or three, maybe four radio stations, as they call them, that I've or channels, whatever they're called on Pandora, that I have. One is I I had I tweaked it just a little bit, and you know it didn't take a whole lot for that one. It plays nothing but Christmas music, you know, all different artists. Just well, Christmas. Christmas music is only one of those genres of music that yeah you do want a bit of variety in because you can get tired of listening to Perry Como over and over again. So that one works well. I have a uh, ACDC station. It took a little while to get it there, but it plays almost it plays nothing but ACDC because you have to be careful and tell it no, skip this, skip this, skip that, play that, you know, and I. <laughs> At the point where it's just playing ACDC. It took a little while. But, but see, it, I, I have all the ACDC albums that they've ever released. So for me, it's just, it's all there in iTunes match. So it's like, if I want to listen to Back in Black, boom, there, listen to it. So, I, I, so that's where it doesn't work for me. I could sing it to you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was doing the, the, the call test um, for, for Skype, because every time I do one of these shows... I always go to the Skype call testing and give the, the young lass a call and, and sort of say, test him, one, two, three, test him. And uh, today I actually sent a son instead, and uh, it was just funny. <laughs> I, I sent uh, Mama Kin from Aerosmith's uh, debut album. Ah, very good. But uh, I did, and then the other station I have tuned in is my big band swing music that I listen to. From the, it's from the '30s and the '40s. Love that stuff, Glenn Miller, awesome. Yeah, that's those are it. You know, I you know those are. It. I don't use them very often. I again, I just got done using the one for the Christmas stuff because starting the first of December, I'll listen to Christmas music every night as I'm going to sleep, and when I wake up, it's kind of nice to go to sleep to something like White Christmas or Jingle Bells or sleigh ride or something like that and wake up to uh you know some other sort of christmas song or something like that it's a very pleasant way during the month of december to to sleep and wake yourself it certainly um, will be you know what kevin i've been after an app on the iphone that will actually allow me to play music through like a, a stereo system kind of thing now I, I know some of the clock radios have like the sleep timer where after half an hour, an hour or something, it turns off the music. What I'm looking for is an app that when it hears me uh, snoring, it it cuts off the music. Hmm. I thought that's what Gretel was going to do with the uh, duct tape, but maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) um, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. Yeah, because you know how all those fitness ones, they've got those things where you put them under your pillow and and it sort of can monitor your sleep. And I'm like, well, why can't it monitor when I'm asleep and then stop the music? Or the podcast. Even better for podcasting. How many times have you tried to listen to a podcast in bed and then you've fallen asleep? I mean, look, we're, we're now about 45, 50 minutes into the show and I can guarantee some poor sap in bed has fallen asleep and it's like, wake up! No, no, no! <laughs> but oh. it, seriously, it would work absolutely brilliantly for podcasts because one thing I, I used to hate about listening to a podcast or even an audio book, you go to sleep or you accidentally fall asleep and you don't realise that you've gone to sleep and then the problem is that you don't know where you were last up to because the next day you're thinking, oh, hold on a sec, did I listen to this or not? 
And then you go backwards and then you find that, oh, I've got to, like, listen through for the last 15 minutes. And then you go, oh, I already heard that. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Now, the, I have to admit, there's, there, I'm not going to mention the podcast name because I don't want to offend anybody. But there is a podcast that I use to go to sleep to because it, it's just the right sort of thing. And I, you know, 30, my clock radio cuts off after 30 minutes, you know, and turns it off. And then it turns it back on to that podcast and that wakes me back up. So it, it works good. I like that. But, you know, you talk about apps like that that help you go to sleep. Have you ever used, I'm trying to find it. I thought I had it on my phone. Uh, Paziz? Never even heard of it. Oh, I'm trying to find it. It's a it's a uh, app that will let you. Yeah, possess. Um, there's a sleep one and one to help you wake up. I don't know how well you can see this on my screen. There, one's a the pink one. I think. Or no, the blue one's the one that helps you go to sleep, and then the pink one's the one that helps energize you. And it's set up to play. I don't know how to describe it. it plays music and sounds that kind of mellow you out, you know, and, and talk you, talk you down, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. Not like you're on a ledge or anything. So but. It, talk, it talks down to you. That's nice. That app <laughs> developer's really going to get my, my money. <laughs> talk down to you. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, but the, it, you know, it plays soothing tones and, and it'll put you to sleep. And then the other one, the energizing one is to try to but so I, I, I've got a perfect solution for that, Kevin, because, look, my music tastes go from anything from operatic, Pavarotti, big bands, uh, all the way through to Metallica and Slipknot and, and Slayer and the whole work. So all I need to do is listen to something classical, you know, beautiful soundtrack or something while I'm going to sleep. Then in the morning, I just need Metallica set up. Works for me. Well, that's easy to do. Build an intelligent playlist and have it call the playlist. Don't be such a putz. You've given me some food for thought there. I like that what? idea. You're a putz or you need to build an intelligent playlist? A bit of both. <laughs> I just want to be clear. I don't want the listeners to go away on un unclear what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, oh, we're buffoons, aren't we? Speak for yourself. I'm a complete utter, utter idiot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. What, what's the difference between a buffoon and an idiot? Uh, I'm further down the alphabet. B to I. And Never mind. No. I, I, it went over your head. Yeah, that's how much of a buffoon I am. <laughs> You're a buffidiot. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, geez, I must really be tired. I'm laughing at my own stupid-ass jokes. Oh, no, you're making me laugh at them too, Kevin. So what else before we uh, end up for this week do we need to uh, tell the listeners? Anything important? Well, the first of the year. It's time, you know, well, not really the first of the year. Okay, so I'm a little freaking late. You know, kill me. Um, it's. I always try to make uh, make some resolutions, and I usually associate my resolutions with tech. And I know a lot of people are talking about losing weight and the tech around losing weight. And I've heard some great information on doing that. Yeah, but I'm not going down that road. I want to improve my geekiness and improve the methods with which I do things. One of the things that I'm doing, 
uh, this one I'm going to slip in on Mark. He didn't know I was going to talk about this. Is uh, I'm trying to always like to add to my geek skills and stuff. And I'm, I've re-energized myself taking some classes on lynda.com. If the listeners don't know what lynda.com is, it is an amazing site where you can get some uh, great uh, how-tos and, and training in bite-sized chunks. It's video online training. Um, I just finished a Gmail power users course. I thought I was a Gmail power user. I am nowhere even freaking close to it. It was amazing. It's only three hours course, I think. And, but it's broken down into, you know, two to five or six minute chunks. So you can easily absorb it. I, you know, do a couple, like reading a chapter before you go to bed. So one of my new year's resolutions is to beef up some of my skills, um, in various areas. Cause as I age and get older, my brain starts to die off in different little spots. So I need to re-energize it and keep it going. Um, I, you know, and I, I really don't want to go down the pharmaceutical route to have to keep my brain moving and functioning. So <laughs> I'm doing that. So that, Viagra that's one, for the mind. That's what we need. I need a sharp and stiff mind. But the, um, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were thinking it. I said it. <laughs> the other thing, the bigger thing that I'm into is we all, to some extent, are digital pack rats. And, you know, I need a better way to organize stuff. I mean, primarily, and it works, as I put either documents in, of course, now I have them scattered across SkyDrive, G Drive, and um, Dropbox. I have documents scattered across there. Or I'm emailing my stuff, emailing my stuff, emailing myself across things. Is, so, is that like hugging yourself, Kevin? No, that's what you're going to do when they put the white jacket on you and put you in the padded room. <laughs> but um, what I'm thinking about getting into, and I'd be interested in some opinions, is Evernote. I, I mean, you and I both know a ton of fellow geeks that are huge into the Evernote ecosphere, process, system, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about getting into it Don McAllister's done some good screencasts on it. I'm gonna go back and rewatch those. Um, and by the way, listeners, if you aren't a, a uh, if you're a Mac user and aren't a subscriber to uh, Screencast Online, you're really so, you're really cutting yourself out of some great information um, at a reasonable price. But go back and watch those. But I'm interested in how the users use Evernote and what they do with it. Because now my big challenge with using it is I have to slide between Windows iOS and the Mac OS. I'm going to be doing it all over the place. So, you know, I'd be interested to hear what the listeners have to say about that and how they use it. And I'd be looking forward to some suggestions. And uh, it would be helpful because every time I've tried to get into it, it hasn't worked out for me. And I guess I just haven't started it the right way. I'm not sure what's going on there. Is it a system that that makes sense for you and how do you use it? I, every time I've tried to jump into it, I tried the snippets thing. I've tried the, I had the plugin for Firefox and it never did work right. When I used to use Firefox at, at work all the time, when I was trying to put stuff into it that way, that just for whatever reason was a real pain in the butt. I never could get it to work right. So I guess I'm looking for suggestions on where do I begin to put a, rubber band or a container around my digital clutter that I have scattered across 
all those different systems that I have. Do you use it, Mark? I don't. I've, uh, you know what, I've tried to use it a few times, and I just haven't got into it. I know that uh, Tim Robertson, actually, uh, he uses it as well. And, uh, you know, gets a lot of usage out of it and really enjoys it. So, uh, hey, Tim, if you're listening, which I hope you are, um, let us know what you think of it. Because uh, I remember him saying somewhere, it was either on the, the internal Marlin list that we have uh, with MyMac, or it was on Twitter saying that he's a big Evernote user and, uh, you know, really is able to integrate it into his daily workflow, which is really what you want to do. You don't want to go and use a new service and then not utilize it because that's just really pointless so um yeah it's, it's one that I'd, I'd i think really i need to say like a tutorial or something on youtube that someone's done and created that sort of shows hey this is you know how it works and this looks pretty good and stuff like that well you know what made me start to think about it too was i've noticed myself starting to make uh, more notes in the default iOS app for notes, uh, notepad or whatever the heck it's called. So I'm getting better about doing that. I mean, I actually typed up the things I wanted in the show notes uh, or the ideas for the show in, in that. I mean, it's great. I can do that when I just have a quick thought because my phone is with me almost every place I go. So that's easy to do. So I'm looking to maybe take that. to the, Maybe that's the better way to say it. I'm looking to take that to the next level. How do I, you know, add to that and make it a little more robust. Now, I don't see myself going paperless and starting to scan stuff and throw it up into Evernote and all that. I don't think I can get the wife to go for that completely paperless lifestyle just yet. I I, I think she's not 100% sold on that. So, you know, baby steps, baby steps. I just need a digital... I need to put some digital organization around my digital clutter. So, I mean, that's where I'm coming at it from. So that's my New Year's resolution. I'll probably try to get started on it, but I'm open to suggestions that the listeners have. And after a month or two, if I'm still at it, I'll report back, let you know my success, my probable failure, you know, whatever else there is to go along with. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly like some info on that as well because I, I find that I'm using notes heavily and then I email myself everything. If I see something that I, I come across that's interesting and that I'd like to, you know, uh, reference an article or write an article about, I email it to myself. And, and my email inbox is, you know, messages to myself, essentially. Um, so, but what I don't want to do, Kevin, I don't want to be micromanaging. I don't want to have to go into an app and then say, okay, for this project, for Geeky Shiva, uh, and then put it into this section, and then, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want a full um, step-by-step daily routine type thing. I, I want it spread out and open, but I don't want to be locked in. I don't want to be regimented. And that's what I find some of these uh, to-do lists and, and that kind of app type thing, that you end up micromanaging everything that's like you know what if i had just done it it would have been the same amount of time as putting it in the damn list and then the other problem i've got is when you actually finish it when when it's in notes i, I delete the note when it's in uh mail i i just delete the email but otherwise what you find yourself doing is that you've got um 
you know, a, a situation where you've got to then go back in and say, guess what, I've completed it, and, and here's the tick to say I've completed it. That's all extra work that I don't want. So I want something that is more just like running water kind of thing. It's just there when you want to put your head in, it, it works great. You know, when you want to grab something out of it, like a glass of water, wonderful. But I don't want to build a new dam. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Just, it needs, I need some organization. Now, granted, sometimes when you get into these systems, you start to become more organized, and there is nothing wrong with becoming more organized. But I don't want the system, as geeks are want to do, I don't want the system to drive me. I want to drive the system. So I've got to figure out if I can strike that balance, and I haven't been able to yet. Um, again, I haven't dipped my toe very far into Evernote. I haven't done it for, oh, it's probably been two years since I tried. I, I probably still have an Evernote account, but crap, I couldn't tell you the password or anything, and there wasn't anything of any consequence that was in it anyway. So I'm going to give it another try. It may fail after a day. It may fail after an hour. It may not fail at all, but suggestions, uh, hacks, twi tips, tweaks, whatever anybody wants to offer, I'm open to listening to. So uh, please do that, and uh, you know you can give it to us via audio. You can you know send us an email. You know whatever you want to do. I'm interested in anything anybody has to say. Likewise. Well, Kevin, on that note, we'll uh, close out the show and we'll let the listeners know where we can be found. Where can the listeners find out more about you in the following week? Well, they can find out more about me at uh, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, big in Virginia. Or you can go over to my about.me page forward slash Kevin Alder and find links there. And I'm also, another New Year's resolution, I'm really going to try to start blogging. I've had I've written down about four good ideas for blog posts. I haven't written them, but I got four ideas. That's, that's a four. that's a start. You, you know what? You could actually use Google Plus almost as a blog. Um, you know, it's, it's it's one of those interesting things. You've already got followers there. When you do post something new, the people who follow you see it. Whereas if you actually have your own dedicated site, then people actually have to go there to see what you're writing about. So. You'd get more traffic, I feel, on, on Google+. Plus. The only problem, of course, with Google+, Plus is that there's no ad revenue if you, uh, you know, did want to put advertising in. You need your own blog for that. But, uh, yeah, an interesting use of technology. Yeah, four, well, like I say, four ideas. That's three more than I had last year, so. <laughs> but you never wrote the article last year. I never wrote it. You had to say that, right? Okay. But, you know, little steps, little steps. Fantastic. And uh, for anything relating to me, simply head across to markgreentree.com. You'll find out more than you could possibly ever want to poke a stick at. And uh, for anything relating to the show, head across to geekiestshowever.com. You can also send us an email at gse at mymac.com. Please go and leave us feedback in iTunes. We'd appreciate it. And until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up what, here, Mark. What, what's going on, Kevin? You're singing the song Soft Kitty. That That's only for when somebody's sick and not feeling well. Oh, but I thought it'd be a great intro into the show. I mean, after all, people listening to us, they've got to be a little bit sick, don't they? 
That's true. We can't deny that. Especially if they want to hug a geek every week. I know. A little bit confusing. A little bit painful. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> but you know what? If you haven't listened to Geekiest Show Ever, simply go across to iTunes and type in Geekiest Show Ever, and you can listen to Kevin and me every single week. We're sick, we're twisted, but we have fun doing it. 